This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You are now listening to the Philly Pod. A Philadelphia sports podcast. Know what y'all are thinking? Are those ads I heard at the beginning of this show? Are those ads? Are those are those those boring ass commercial ads that people just skip through? Yes, they are, guys. The pod is now big enough to have ads in the show. And if you want us, if you want us to get to a point where we can leave our jobs and do this full time, it has to be done. It has to be done. I know they're boring. I know they can be annoying. But the end goal is to uh, you know do this stuff full time. So thank you guys for uh, putting up <laughs> with, is with that. The that. End goal? Uh, well, you're the one that has college debt to pay off. No, that's you. The, I, I don't have college debt. We got a Super Bowl to win. <laughs> and we got that's debt to pay Bowl. off. That's we got Super debt Bowl. to pay off. And we got goals to meet. And, we, and and these ads are the start of doing that. But thank you guys uh, for tuning into this show. Can't even The podcast wouldn't even gotten to this point without you guys who tune in and listen to us talk nonsense and Eagles football with you guys. So can't appreciate you guys enough for tuning in each and every time we put out one of these shows. Uh, if you're new to the show, appreciate you guys for checking it out. Be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows. Leave those reviews. Can't stress enough. Leave those reviews. Rate five stars. Uh, if you don't like it, rate five stars anyway. <laughs> it does help with the exposure of the show. So thank you guys for doing that. I am your host today, Victor Williams. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms over at the Philly Pod. Do the same. For Steven, who is not as excited to do off-season podcasts throughout the spring and summertime, but he shows up each and every time, and you know how you can pay him back? Go over there and follow him on Twitter and Instagram, and leave reviews and include him and say what you got to say about this guy. Steven, the second one in a week. You're not used to doing so many of these. You're like, how much off-season content is there to talk about? You look annoyed to be here, but we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> If you're going to say these things, man, you got to give some context. You're going to make these people act like I don't care. I love this team. But I'm going to be honest, man. It is so hard. And when every time I get up on here, we're going to talk about some seventh string wide receiver or something. Hey. And all I'm thinking about hey. is getting back to the Super Bowl. But I understand these are the things that go what if into you, it. What if you were that seventh string wide receiver and nobody was talking about you? You'd be pissed. These guys are probably excited that we're sitting here talking about them potentially getting a roster spot on a mm. team with Super Bowl aspirations. So think of it like that, that these players deserve our attention. You just want to talk about the A.J. Browns of the world and the Jalen Hurts of the world. <laughs> and I get it. And I get it because those That's are the guys that make true. the big bucks. That is true. That's just not true. <laughs> how many That's of how my favorite players are non-stars like stars on this team? Kenneth Gainwell, that your favorite guy? That's your favorite player on the team? Well, who, is your, who is your favorite player anyway as of right now on the roster? I go back and forth a lot. Well, definitely has to Jaylen be Jalen. Yeah, it has to be Jalen. Yeah, at this point, favorite After favorite that, non though. non yeah non Jalen 
AJ? I think it's Smitty for me. It really might be Devonta. Mm. Slay's yeah, up. Yeah, it's there. hard to say. It's hard to say right now. I'll tell you what, Nolan Smith is going to make his way up, and I'll tell you why in just a second. Because I like Nick OTs. Sirianni. <laughs> All right, well, you go buy one of those coaching <laughs> fucking tees and those polos and wear it. Oh, yeah. You what's, oh, yeah. We're going to start wearing them every day on here when we talk about the seventh string yeah. long snapper mm-hmm. and the 19th string punt returner. How's that? Yeah, which, hey, hey. Dedication. As, hey, if somebody could return punts, that'd be nice because we haven't had that shit since Chip Kelly was here. So I, I would love to talk about a guy. Me. Yeah, we I do want you to come kick. play for me. Play for you. Yeah. Play for me. All American <laughs> reference for for those of you who watch that show. Eagles OTAs are officially underway. They got underway yesterday after the holiday weekend, and since Nick Sirianni has taken over, the Eagles have made it a priority to keep their players safe. And that theme will continue this off season with the Eagles having just six OTA practices instead of the maximum of ten. No live contact is permitted during OTA practices, but the team can hold seven on sevens, nine on nines and 11 on 11s during these sessions. So you can at least get a good idea of what some form of organized football will look like in these. Can we play the in Chiefs these, in, in these seven OTAs. on sevens? No, no, we don't. No, we don't. Why not? Because it's just Eagle sessions. You want to go to another? Who I forget who the joint practices are this year off the top, off the top of my Let's head. Let's do joint seven on sevens right now. But I remember they gave the Browns hell last season. I have to look up. I have, mm. I have, it slipped my mind right now. I have hey, to. Man, how about the Miami Dolphins versus Eagles war? Literal yeah. war yeah. Uh, joint practices. Yeah, that's going to be a war in the in the in during the season when they when they play because that's that's going to be a lot of speed that you're going to have to keep up with. They have I remember Tyreek Hill. Hill burnt Darius Slay on one play, and that clip got all over Twitter, and everybody's talking about, oh, Darius Slay's it's freaking Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah. The only thing uh, getting cooked this time of year is what? Hot dogs and hamburgers. <laughs> Weekend's <laughs> over, man. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. Is Baxton Barrios on, on the Dolphins now, too? They got speed galore over there. Mm. Freaking Jalen Waddle. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be a fucking track meet. When when they play, I mean, Bradbury and Slay better get them freaking hamstrings ready because they're gonna have to keep up they with those guys. They put together what the twenty twenty Eagles were supposed to be. Is it the twenty twenty yeah. Eagles? When it was Jalen Rager, Marcus Goodwin, and uh, Marcus Goodwin, <laughs> the guy who never played a snap for the team because of COVID. And uh, shit, yeah, it was supposed to be uh, all those guys. Fucking uh, John Hightower, Quez Watkins, all those guys were supposed to be fucking mm. running the hundred ten meter hurdles. And well, you think uh, we're yeah. just going to go four verts every play? Like, what I were guess we so. Well, Wentz needed speed at the time. Remember, we were all bitching about we have Alshon and these guys. Yeah, he needed, needed to get some speed. speed. He needed he mental need- speed up here, <laughs> processing speed. We need to get some speed in here. And they got it all. And none of that, none of it worked out except Quez, who, who's, who's still around. Uh, uh, obviously, the Eagles are also just one of two teams, along with the Bengals, to not have a mandatory mini camp. So most of these spring workouts are voluntary. And you know who showed up to the one yesterday? Fletcher Cox, who really doesn't like do these voluntary things, but he's doing it this mm. season. He's trying to lead by example. We got all these young guys in here, Jalen Carters, the Nolan Smiths of the world. You're trying to set an example and set the precedent that being here is important, even if it's not mandatory. So very good uh, on that front. So uh, before we get into the, uh, we're going to go through positional battles ahead of OTAs. We got seven positional battles to go through. But before that, Steven, Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter are impressing coaches early on, and I want to run you by you some clips that Ooh. should should have you fired up. So this one, ah, I, I, this, this something, this this yeah, get you get you, get the gears <laughs> turning, get, get the get the motor running. But uh, um, uh, this this clip was recently from the uh, Nolan Smith appeared on the Greenlight podcast with Chris Long, and the more you like hear this kid talk, the more you realize like I know you see pictures of him, he has the glasses on, and he seems like soft spoken and. And a nice guy. And then you hear him say some shit like this. And you start to get a feel of how much of a maniac this dude really is. 
So uh, Chris Long asked him about uh, potentially playing in the cold weather because he's in Philly now, didn't see a lot of cold weather in Georgia. And this was Nolan Smith's response to playing uh, potentially in the cold weather in the later months. You didn't play in the cold a lot, did you, in the SEC? Do you mind it? I don't, I don't mind it. I yeah. don't care. As long as I get to go out there and hit them up. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. I don't, I don't really care about yeah. none of that shit. Man, you get warm. You get warmer the more you hit people. I tell people that. Also, everybody else is feeling cold and feeling sorry for themselves. So if you're just like, man, I'm going to speed up. You know, everybody else is slowing down. Now, I tell people, when you take the elements out of all that yeah. stuff and certain people, like, yeah. man, guys from Miami that come up here, they exactly. going to be like, Bro, I don't even know what I got on this plate, but I just know my hand's cold as fuck. And then you got a guy on the other side of me like, I'm about to fuck you up. Uh-huh, exactly, so, dude. It's all mindset. This dude is a psychopath. He's a certified psychopath. Like, he said, the more you hit people, the warmer you get. Like, he's going to be out there ticking souls. Like, it is, it is, it is, my God, that guy is going to be. For the people who listened to the last episode, that audio bit, I'm not hating on Desai. Again, I'm not doing that. But that audio bit. I don't know about you, Vic. That one got me. That one got me amped up. Yeah, I mean, shit. When you hear stuff like that, you're like, "Yo, Nolan Smith." I know the the knock on him is he's undersized and this and that. And, but man, if you when you see the when you see the pictures of him from OTAs, this man has veins out the fucking ass up his arms. <laughs> like he is shredded to the gills. Like, and I he he is going to be hitting people, and he's gonna. I know we 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 made a lot about Sean Desai saying his defense wants to be felt. Nolan Smith looks like he's gonna make sure people feel him <laughs> when he gets his hands on him. And um, he, the Nolan Smith, as well as Jalen Carter, has caught the attention of some of the Eagles veterans. Josh Sweat recently spoke on the both of them. He said they're great. Their work ethic is crazy for both of them. They're professionals. They're here to learn and are improving quickly. They've been on championship teams already. They are about their business. So when you catch the attentions of guys like that, it's also a very good thing. Jason Kelsey also was asked recently uh, as on the Greenlight podcast as well by Chris Long about uh, – Jalen Carter, Jason Kelsey said, I've not seen him enough to say that like, the, uh, well, they were asking him like, who does he like remind you of? Like as far as NFL comps, Jason Kelsey said, I've not seen him enough to say anybody just yet. We just lost a really, really good D tackle in Javon Hargrave. And we still have Fletcher Cox. He kind of reminds me on some elements of a little bit of both of those guys. He's thick in the lower body, the way Hargrave was, but I'm going to be interested to see what his hands feel like. I've only noticed two players grip strengths in my career. One is Fletcher Cox. The one, oddly enough, is Clay Matthews, and he said Jalen Carter's handshake reminded him of both of those guys. Kelsey grip also strength. stated, yeah, grip, like handshakes. Like, you know, you can uh, when, you, when you go shake somebody's hand, it's a nice, firm, strong handshake. Yeah, yeah. Assert dominance right away. Uh, he also stated, everything just looks like it moves right with Jalen Carter. He kind of, in some ways, one of the things I learned after watching Jason Peters over and over again, it never looks like he's not in control or in the right body position. In his prime especially, it was just like he was always in balance. It kind of feels that way with Jalen Carter. So, man, when you have Jason Kelsey saying those things, I know it's early, and you know you don't have a real feel of like what his conditioning is like or what he's going to be able to do on the field just yet. But that is uh, very encouraging things to hear from guys like Josh Sweat and Jason Kelsey, two guys have had, that have been around the team for, uh, for, for a little bit here. Yeah, man, I mean, look, two... I almost said lottery, but two guys who we would say are top. I mean, for Jalen Carter's sake, we said he was the steal of the draft, arguably the best talent coming out of the draft. And Nolan Smith, who a lot of people had going top 15, top mm-hmm. 20. So mm-hmm. it's just cra- And then coming into this Eagle situation, too. Culture, man, culture. Let me just go on a rant really quickly, actually. I want to see where you stand on this. As I don't know what you're doing over there. Are I'm you ready. All right? 
Yeah, I'm checking my email uh, for, for for work. I'm just looking over to make sure nobody oh, needs okay, me right okay. now. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> God, you better hope they don't listen to this. Anyway. <laughs> they're good, they're good. <laughs> um, culture, man. If there's anything that truly matters in sports, it's culture. Culture is what turned this whole franchise around, and this fan base for that matter, because this fan base was done. They were done with Carson Wentz. They were done with Howie Roseman. They wanted him gone. They were done, for the most part, with Doug Peterson, who won this franchise its first Super Bowl. They were done. And then just in a couple of years, complete culture change. And we're not going to go through the individuals who led the charge. You know who they are. When you look at this Miami Heat, Boston Celtics series, the team with the better culture won. The Celtics are far and away a better basketball team from a talent standpoint. They should have swept the Miami Heat. But culture is what won the Miami Heat that series. Well, tell you what, is man. This the year, is this the year we're finally buying into like heat culture being a real thing? Oh, like, yeah. It's, it? it's <laughs> done. It's cemented. Everybody just I, – I look, they have the most fair-weather fans in the world. I don't even know what kind of fan base that is. I don't know how to describe Miami Heat fans. But it doesn't matter. That organization, the Miami Heat, heat culture is a real thing. And Philadelphia Eagles culture is a real thing now too, 1,000%. And it's crazy because – it is such a thing. Obviously, only time will tell. We'll see how these players pan out. But you see how they're acting. They're all dogs. Literally, Georgia Bulldogs. But they have the dog mentality. You know what I mean? Like, this is this is a thing, you know? And Have we trademarked dog mentality yet? Have the Eagles trademarked that? Because I'm sure Miami's probably going to trademark heat culture at this point. So that, but, it's, but it's right, though. Like, when you... And we said it uh, uh, enough times during leading up to the draft that this is one of the ideal fits for guys like Jalen Carter. They're well-established culture of winning and accountability and things like that. It's, it's really tough for players to come here and not succeed unless you're just not – unless you just don't want it, like, upstairs, unless you just don't want it mentally. And I know that Jalen Carter has been through a lot and everything that's going on. Uh, but when you come into a place like this, you can't help but, uh, you know, be determined to, to, to try and be better in all facets, all facets of life. So, uh, so mm. that's a good point uh, that you made as far – as the Eagles and these young guys that are coming in and trying to make an impact uh, uh, right away. So with that, we move into uh, one more Nolan Smith clip I actually had. So there's a clip going around that um, when Howie called Nolan Smith on draft day to let him know that he was selected, of course, they passed the phone around to Sirianni and to Sean Desai. Nolan Smith gets on the phone, speaks to Sean Desai, and this is immediately after being drafted, you know, celebration, none of this. This is what he says immediately to his new defensive coordinator immediately when being drafted. Hey, Coach Sean, I know you're busy. I'm fired up, but I want I want that playbook. I want it. I want a PDF. Hey, Coach, I want to be on that fucking field. I want to show y'all why y'all should pick me up. I'm being dead ass serious. I got you, Coach. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. No, hey, let's party. No, like, hey, we gonna turn this up. Like, I want that playbook right now. I've been a, I've been a member of the Philadelphia Eagles for thirty seconds, and I need to see that playbook because I want to awesome. be on that field day freaking one. These Georgia boys are are. I don't know if it's a running joke that like like they're just gonna let the Eagles get these guys, but like how twenty nine other teams just don't care enough to like look at these guys. Like, it's shocking. It's shocking. It's shocking to me. That this, that this, that this. It's crazy how much Brandon Graham vibes he gets. Or 31 other teams, rather. Sorry, 31 other teams. That? And yeah, the, I see a lot of people saying that, that Nolan Smith, like, is going to, like, be the Brandon Graham type. Like, he was the vocal leader in Georgia. He was the emotional leader there. And whenever Brandon Graham does leave, like, Nolan Smith is going to be that, that, uh, that guy, that voice in the locker room. Surely seems that way. And I like his, uh, his mindset and where he head is that. So hearing these clips, you get a sense that he's a maniac on the field. 
and he is a, uh, oh. a very well put together. Oh no! I'm raising my hand. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what are you Remember? doing? I got an idea. Go ahead. We need to do this for people that are tuning in. We're about 14 minutes into this podcast episode. As you know, the Philly pod is under the Liberty Line umbrella, and we sell merchandise T-shirts, right? Remember the whole Batman gig last year? Yeah. You need to include Brandon Graham and Nolan Smith, and we'll touch on a few other guys that apply to this as well. Because, you see, in the Batman universe, obviously there's only one Bruce Wayne, but as time goes on, there's several guys who are built to take on the mantle. You have Robin, you have Nightwing, you have Batman Beyond. We need to include all of this in a t-shirt design. This is a pitch to you, Drew Smith. Do you tune in to the Philly pod? Whoever's tuning in, make this happen. We're going to find out. It's not just offensive players. It's not just fat Batman. It's not just... Uh, what are they? Fast Batman, stro- whatever Batman. Swole Batman, Fast Batman, all that. Shit. We got Edge Rusher Batman. We got. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. All that going on last year as a Spider Man fan, not a Batman fan. I was really upset that you got oh, the rub for on, being man. a Batman fan. You were screaming Take- all year. This is why Batman's the better superhero. Spider Man will whoop Batman in a in a fight. I'll tell you right now. Spider Man can pull two tons just with his webs alone. What does Batman know? Just sixty three different types of martial arts. Where's that gonna get you? And he's rich. He's not even a hero. He's just a rich guy. Who has, Are you done? Who, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'm done. But Spider-Man will beat down Batman. But good on the Eagles for you know wanting to incorporate capes and all that stuff. I remember when Smitty was wearing that thing. That thing was uh, that thing was crazy. So very good stuff. They're very excited for Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter. They're making impressions quickly. And uh, the veterans are taking notice. And I expect that to translate to the field as well. So now we move on to the positional battles. We are going to have an eye on throughout OTAs. And training camp. We have seven of them. First of which is safety because Reed Blankenship, Terrell Edmonds, and Sidney Brown would probably be a combination of those three that will compete for starting spots after losing Marcus Epps and CJ Gardner Johnson in free agency. Unless Buda Baker's in the mix, I don't Ugh. expect it. But hey, if they if they swing it, you know, how he's known for making uh big swings in August. <laughs> we'll see if that's if that's one of them, especially at safety, as he got Gardner Johnson last year with like ten days before the uh, season. But Edmonds uh, was brought in on a one-year deal and brings the most experience. He played five years in Pittsburgh, started 75 of a possible 79 games, while totaling 410 combined tackles, five sacks, and five interceptions. And for those of you wondering, like, kind of the drop-off between Terrell Edmonds and Gardner Johnson via PFF, again, for those of you that put stock into these stats, uh, Edmonds' overall PFF grade last year was 69.1. Gardner Johnson was 63.9. As far as run defense, Terrell Edmonds, 63.4. Gardner Johnson, 57.2. Pass rushing, 77.2 for Edmonds, 66.1 for Gardner Johnson. And coverage grades, Terrell Edmonds was a 68.0. Gardner Johnson was a 64.2. Terrell Edmonds logged 322 snaps in the box, 254 at free safety, and 195 in the slot. Played all over and missed just 7.9% of his tackles whereas Garner Johnson missed 14.1%. We know he wasn't a great tackler. <laughs> These numbers uh, uh, prove that. And then you go to Reed Blankenship, who has an undrafted rookie, stepped in for Garner Johnson when he had that lacerated kidney. He played in 45% of the defensive snaps for Philadelphia last season. And Sidney Brown, who had six interceptions and seven passes defended in his final year in college last year, was taken in the third round and maybe could help replace some of the playmaking that Garner Johnson had with those six interceptions. So, Steven, take all of that into account. How how do you, how would you prefer the safety room to shake out? Do you want, want another body in here? Are you happy with any combination of these three? I saw you kind of roll your eyes when I mentioned the name. So what is on your mind? 
Well, I want to be a fan of Cindy Brown. Oh yeah, I forgot. I keep forgetting you're not. A, you're not a big. No, 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 no. Not Don't sold do on this. this guy. Not sold on him. Not sold on. I him. have a blank pick. slate, and I haven't decided yet. I have a blank piece of paper in front of me, and I haven't decided yet what I'm going to write down on it. And it's up for him. Is that why you have that pen in your hand right there? Yeah. Trying to write. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, obviously, we've talked about this actually for several years now. They need to develop a safety. Um, we thought Chauncey Gardner Johnson was, you know, going to be that guy. They tried. Term. They certainly tried. Um, he's a weirdo. Not sure. <laughs> still don't get that situation. I really don't. I really don't. Why? Like. You know the Eagles are doing something right, by the way. I don't want to get – I'm sorry I get off topic so much. But, like, you know the Eagles are doing something right when the people who depart are so salty and odd in their behavior. And you look at Jonathan Gannon, prime example, mm-hmm. and the situation he's in. And you look mm-hmm. at Chauncey Garner-Johnson. Uh, I'm, pro- I'm sure there's probably other examples. There's a there, there's a few. Did I, did I ever tell you or show you the DM their agency sent me when I had, like, got a hold of the numbers – and I tweeted them out of like the original offer and then what his new offer was when he came, you know, crawling back and looked for that new deal after he turned down the Eagles one. And no, I put I out that and the agency tweeted me and was like, I forget what the exact words were. I'd have, I would have to go back and find it. But he was like, oh, um, he was like, oh, the truth or like, we'll see what the truth really is or something like that. I have to go back. I have to see if I can find it. Uh, where is it? Where is it? it might be in my request. Hold on. Sit mm. tight. Sit tight. Universal sports management. Um, mm. My tweet was, hearing the Eagles max offer to Gardner Johnson at the start of free agency was a multi-year deal worth roughly $12 million a year. He declined, looked elsewhere, eventually signed with Detroit for $8 million. Universal sports management, Gardner Johnson's agency, DM me responding to that tweet and saying false narrative, but we will keep facts to ourselves. And then they went to like tweet out like all the details of the contract, I said, which one would you choose? Like looking for validation from Twitter of all things. So yeah, not a good look for uh, for for Garner Johnson. But uh, yeah, sorry uh, that that was super off topic. But go ahead, you had mentioned it, and I had just uh, remembered that. So yeah, go ahead. They look to develop a safety, and this is this is where we're. Yeah, at. Yeah, I mean, look, like yeah, Cindy <laughs> Brown obviously needs to be that guy. Um, if he's thrown into the fire right away, or maybe he earns the 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 opportunity, right? Maybe he earns the opportunity to be thrown into the fire right away. Then I guess we're gonna have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, let's not kid ourselves. This is the weak link of the defense, man. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure it's not linebacker? Because we'll talk about the linebackers in a second. That might be the weak link, unless like I know we're all expecting Kobe to take this like crazy leap in year two. But other than that, it's I mean, he's been Morrow. a pro for a year at the very least. Yeah, that's so is Reed Blankenship though. So is Reed Blankenship. He's been and he actually played like substantial snaps and playoffs and everything. So so. I mean, and when you got when you got Bradbury and Slay and this kind of defensive line in front of you, you can put me and you back there at the safeties and still be okay. So mm, I think wow. this is why they don't necessarily. Uh, I think this is why they feel fine with Edmonds. And Edmonds was good last year for the Steelers, and the Steelers seem like they're really. Yeah, I'm not miss saying him. it's a disaster. I'm just pointing out that it's probably, arguably, arguably the weakest position. I get, I get, I get you. I'm intrigued to and see. And to be how fair, I don't know how to evaluate the Eagles' linebacker spot, by the way, because they have like several guys who are going to be like hybrid players anyway, which I still don't understand. <laughs> you got seven Maybe... edges. You got seven off-ball linebackers. Uh, yeah. Next week, we'll get on here and talk about five uh, off-ball linebackers that could potentially help the Eagles either via trade or free agency. So that'll be coming up uh, on the pod as well. So mm. make sure you guys stay subscribed uh, for that. But I'm intrigued to see whatever combination will roll with. They'll probably end up playing all three. 
to a degree. I think Sidney Jones or Sidney uh, Brown, Jesus, not Sidney Jones, not that mm. nightmare. Sidney uh, Sidney Brown will will be a box kind of thing. He'll play closer to the line of scrimmage. They'll try to use him there, get him acclimated to the defense, and have Terrell Edmonds, who has the most experience, and Reed Blankenship, who has the most experience with his defense specifically, uh, back there and get things going for them. So very intrigued to see how that all shakes out. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Next position we'll keep an eye on is running back, Steve. Mm. <laughs> Your boy Kenneth Gainwell was the clear number good. two last season behind Miles Sanders until the playoffs, that is where he rushed for 181 yards on 33 attempts, leading the team in rushing in the postseason ahead of both Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. Mm. So you got that going for him. And then you got Rashad Penny, who's here on a one-year deal, out to prove he can remain healthy for an entire season and should be the favorite to carry the ball, in my opinion, Mm. on the first two downs. You know, first Mm. down, second down, I think Rashad Penny is going to be your bruising back, get in there and get some tough yards on first and second down. Uh, in 11 starts over the last two seasons, we know the injury woes, we knew all that, but when he was healthy in the 11 starts over the last two seasons, Penny has rushed for 1,036 yards and eight touchdowns on just 151 attempts. That is 6.8 yards per carry as a starter since 2021. Then you factor in DeAndre Swift as the home run threat, who's one of the fastest runners in the league when healthy. That's a, that's a mean trio you got there. We're going to have to see if they roll with either Gainwell or Swift as the third down pass catching back because they both, you know, catch the ball fairly well. Uh, we're going to see how that all shakes out. Then you got Trey Sermon, who, you know, the Eagles, they have six running backs on the roster right now. And you bring back Boston Scott on another one year deal. I don't know where Sermon fits into it. I think Sermon, you know, despite his connections to Jalen Hurts, we joked about it last episode. <laughs> but you got Trey Sermon, you got Kennedy Brooks still hanging around. They're probably going to fight for a pack the squad spot between those two. We'll see how that all goes out, but yeah, what's your what's your uh, take on this uh, position battle and uh, why? What are you what are you cringing? Wait, at? did you say Boston Scott? No, I said Sermon and Kennedy Brooks will vie oh, for talking, a practice oh, squad. We're talking spot. bottom of the barrel. Good yeah, yeah, I'm, God, I'm just man. telling you who's on the roster, man. This is what OTAs is about. I'm just telling you. Well, it who's better on be Trey Sermon. I mean, my God, he actually has. <laughs> hey, I keep saying that one carry for 19 yards last, yeah. last year. I mean, looking good against Jackson. I don't know what happened to him, to be fair. I know I kind of just... Nothing. He just didn't get opportunities. Nothing happened to him. No, he no, just... no. Just in general, his pro career, man. Like, I don't really know what happened with the 49ers. Like, I don't yeah, really they know. just didn't, they didn't play him. They, they had guys like uh, Elijah Mitchell and guys that got snaps uh, over him. But, yeah, who's RB1 in your mind? Who? How, how's this top three going to shake out? We at least know that Swift, Penny, and Gainwell. Or is it just going to be whoever's healthy and whoever's the hot hand? That's who we're rolling with. <laughs> Well, if you we want to get back to the Super Bowl, RB1 certainly can't be Jalen Hurts again. <laughs> yeah, preferably season. not. It's not, not now that he's worth $250 million. No thanks. The most talented running back on the roster is DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. I agree so, with that. 
but you're saying Rashad Penny's going to lead the team in carries, perhaps. I would. Say I mean, so. look, if we if we are anything close to that team we saw last year, which my God, what a fun ride it was, and this team, on paper, has more talent, we would say, than the team than the team last year. We're going to mm-hmm. be up a lot. We're going to be managing leads. I would hope. I would imagine in the second half, and that means a heavy dose of Rashad Penny, and uh, hopefully he can stay healthy. That's been the knock. Same with DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why hey, you, that's why you sign both of them because they both can't yeah. be heard at the same time, or can they? Or can, the, or can the nature of the position? That's and it. like, really quickly, man. Um, this is where Kenny G comes into play, by the way, because mm-hmm. I feel like he's been relatively healthy. Like, if that is the concern, then hey, you got him. What a great back to have. He led the team in yards in the playoffs, as you said. The most important time of the year. <laughs> How many times are we going to discount this man? He keeps proving himself. We watched I'm not Miles saying Sanders. he should be running back one. We watched Miles Sanders get benched in the Super Bowl. That's that's like come on, that's man. Miles is far and away a more talented player, but there's just something about Kenny G, the way he was running. Maybe it's he fresh just legs. Had juice to him, man. Maybe it's he fresh legs. To him. Fresh legs. Maybe. Maybe they were definitely. Stop discounting this man, man. Like, no, I, who I who are you it. talking to? No, I discount him. No, there's like there's like people saying this running back room is so like oh. so um flooded. Is that the word? What's the word? It's so deep. Crowded. That, like, crowded. Crowded, crowded is the word. Um there's like people trying to say, like, hey, maybe Boston Scott can rival him. And it's like, no, 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 no. If Boston Scott is rivaling him for snaps, we have a problem. Boston Scott was brought here just for the strictly the two games against the Giants. That's the only reason he was brought back. So that is that is understood to this point. But yes, uh Penny, if he could stay upright behind this line of scrimmage, shit, if he's if he's healthy for fucking thirteen games, he'll lead the league in rushing. That's that's where I'm at. That guy's not super asking talented. him to be running back one. I, I mean, know, hey, at the end of the day, the Eagles talented. want to pass the football. So the fact that they were able to put this together is pretty great yeah, exactly and hey if you want to bubble wrap them until the postseason i'm, I'm about that too i'm so. fine with that they should bubble wrap jalen hurts running <laughs> plays until the until the postseason yeah man yeah he's worth a lot of money now so can't be getting banged which up. by the way he looks a little bit leaner i don't know if you guys saw everybody that does have you seen the picture of uh, jordan davis that man looks leaner too this defense so, line is what does that nuts. what does that what does that mean here like what does that what does that mean is, is, is that Jaylen... they eat well what do you mean they fucking they're on a diet um <laughs> I, I mean, I think Jalen lost weight. As well oh, as I think they all did. I think they all lost weight. But that's what you do when you work out. And Jalen leads by example. So if he's doing it, the rest of the team is doing it. So I almost wonder, is he going to go on a bulk here in a couple of weeks? Because, man, he, you know. Hey, Devontae Smith looks like he put on a little weight, too. And, oh, and really? OTAs. Yeah, he was looking a little bulker, too. Year three, Smitty, big body. Big body. <laughs> Excited. What to would see you that. do if you just had a transformation and you just was like yoked? Fucking when you're like, shredded. Like, remember <laughs> the transformation Giannis had? Giannis was like. Pencil thin coming into the league. Yeah, yeah, that's why that's that's what uh, ground beef and rice, uh, you know, meal prepping does for you. So mm. <laughs> that must be all they're eating over there. Linebackers, the next position that you you say safety is the weakest. I would argue that it is linebacker. You have N'Kobe Dean here, who we're all praying to God that he can take this next step and lead by example because T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White are no longer here. Dean flashed in a limited role last season. He only played in thirty four percent of the snaps. He recorded just 13 combined tackles and one tackle for a loss. But he did rank second on the team with seven special teams tackles. So could be in line for a breakout season when given the opportunity. Then you have Nicholas Moreau, who was brought in on a one-year deal from Chicago. After spending four seasons with the Raiders, he had a productive year in 2022, recording 116 tackles, 11 for loss, two passes defended, and an interception, and also played in every single defensive snap last season. Marcus Epps was our Iron Man last season. It looks like Nicholas Morrow has the potential to be that for Philadelphia this year. Now, his pass coverage, 
might be the issue. He allowed 101.8 passing rating when targeted. So <laughs> you kind of need a lot in coverage, but that's where N'Kobe Dean excels. So maybe they can complement each other uh, each other in that yeah, regard. How do we get a linebacker that can do that, by the way? Yeah, or at least yeah, Christian, you'll also that. have Christian Ellis on the roster, but I would be shocked if the Eagles did not bring another body in here during the summer at some point. I think they need someone else. So how do you mm. feel about the linebackers in its current state? You feel good about N'Kobe Dean and Nicholas Moreau? Or are you just praying to God? That the band-aids will hold up for a year and they'll figure it out. <laughs> well, again, like safety, they need a young de- de- developmental player at that position. Which, correct, correct. So, I like that. Um, and I think he should play way more snaps this year. But, yeah, maybe they should probably bring in a veteran, somebody with more experience to hold down mm-hmm. that position group. Uh, I missed what you said. What What is the? How many years did Morrow sign? Uh, just one. Just one year deal. That's all. Inevitable. The inevitable of <laughs> that's a all Howie Roseman does. Off- listen, listen, listen. <laughs> the the unwritten rules of a Howie Roseman offseason: one draft day splash move trade, uh, one year deals for positions that they do not really value. <laughs> that is inevitable. It's going to happen. Hey, look at safety, listen, all look at players. linebacker, and look at running back. All those and, players you know, on one year deals. <laughs> we'll see how these guys perform, but they've always been. Like pretty decent players too, which is the crazy thing. Think about it; they've been decent players that they signed. Wasn't Nigel Bradham? If we're going way back, if we're going okay. right back, I think Nigel Bradham was on one. Uh, who am I missing here? I'm not going to talk about the other. How long was uh, How long was Michael Bennett here? He was. Was that one year? He was pretty good. Was that how mm-hmm. many years was he here? Was that one or two years? He was. He was an pretty edge solid. Rusher. Yeah, yeah, true that. But just in general, the one year about the safeties, finds. Anthony Harris. Um, yeah, he was. All right. yeah. yeah, exactly. All mm-hmm. right. So, yeah, safety, linebacker, running backs are one-year deal specials in Philadelphia. So, Nicholas Moreau. Hey, but you know what else? The other unwritten rule of a Howie, and this ties into what you just said, the other unwritten rule of a Howie Roseman offseason is a move. I'm just saying a move. Maybe it's a trader signing. Very close. Maybe, maybe, Maybe uncomfortably close to when the season starts, bringing in a pretty, pretty nice piece. Mm-hmm. At a very close time to when kickoff begins. Yeah, maybe that is the, true. Think about the, the players, hour. man. Remember when they uh, traded Bradford to the Vikings when Teddy Bridgewater got hurt and they panicked and sent Bradford to the Vikings for a first round pick? And Wentz was the starter, like, hey, six days before the season. Here you go. Or Carson maybe Wentz. it's an in season trade. Uh, or, yeah, trade. Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi type. Golden yeah. Tate didn't really do anything here. Gennard oh Avery. Gennard Avery. Denardi. All right, all right, all right. Remember, who was the guy that was like, yo, a big splash mood for the Eagles is coming on Twitter? Oh, I was so mad. Avery. <laughs> yo, I was late to one of my college lectures for that, too, by like 15 minutes because I was sitting in my car just spamming refresh on Twitter. And I'm like, big splash mood. I'm like, who is it? And it was Denard Avery, yo. I'm so upset that that was, that that was the case. What the, what the hell is this? But yes, like linebacker, we expect a move there right now. Moro and uh, Dean are slated as the starters. We'll see how that plays out in OTAs. Wide receiver three. Out goes Zach Pascal. We've already talked about Quez's struggles. We're not going to continue to beat a dead horse in that regard. Alameda Zacchaeus is now here, who was coming off a career year in Atlanta. 40 passes, uh, caught 40 passes last year, 553 yards and three touchdowns, wow. and a pretty inefficient offense. You know, Atlanta with that Marcus Mariota slash Desmond Ritter led offense, you know, wasn't going anywhere through the air, that's for sure. Hence why Kyle mm. Pitts and Drake London are lost in the fold right now. So we'll see if they can get back on track. In 2023, Zacchaeus had just one drop last season. Would have been nice if, uh, you know, he was in there oh, to so hold on to So you're telling me all he had to do was play Quez Watkins snaps when he won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, 
<laughs> potentially. <laughs> Just one drop last season. He played in 60.9% of the snaps out of the slot in 2023. But after the signing, Harry Roseman did say that nobody in this building is down on Quez Watkins. I don't know if he's lying. I don't know if that's the true sentiment. You can't you can't feel particularly great watching the film, but they don't well, want to give up on they them did yet. need a Zach Pascal replacement. The wide receiver three spot, I think, is going to be a combination of like your three and four receiver anyway. And it's cool yeah. that they're they're usually different skill sets. So mm-hmm. are you cool with it? Like I know last few uh, episodes you talked about Julio and Deshaun Jackson and DeAndre Hopkins as the pipe dream, you know, not necessary as the as the kind of luxury move. Last last episode, but if AJ and or or Devonta go down for an extended amount of time, are you cool with like the way this depth is lined up, or how do you how do you how do you feel about that? <laughs> no, not at all. That's you got Tyree Cleveland. Man. You got Tyree Cleveland on the roster. You got Joseph Nada. You got uh, Charleston Rambo. You got some got some kids. Is is Deion Kane around? The superstar from last preseason. What, what's he up to? <laughs> what's Deion Kane doing these days? You got Devin I, Allen. He's still around. He's still I would, looking. I would be interested to see. Oh, God, fingers crossed, you know, Jinx, you know, I'm knocking on wood here. I'm, I'm, I'm praying for a healthy season, right, for these players. Um, mm-hmm. But I would be interested to see, uh, you know, Quez, like, you know, put your money where your mouth is. You know, maybe there's a week where AJ or Devontae's out and he bumps up a spot. Let's see what you got. Let's see what yeah. he's got. You know what yeah. I mean? All right, let's see it then. I'm 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 a fan of a bounce back quiz, uh, come back yeah, yeah, tour, I, revenge hey, tour quiz. We don't hate. I'm quiz. just it's saying, just if you can get DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, there was very bad spots last year. That Washington fumble, the the Cowboys game, the uh, the like, like I said, we don't want to beat a dead horse and just bash on quiz. Great every spots, and we'll say it till the sun goes down. Like he was a seventh round pick or wherever he was. So like they got more. Value he had that touchdown against the Packers, that nice little pass from Hertz uh, at the corner at the pylon. He had oh, that, that was nice. touchdown the Packers. That's beautiful. Yeah. And he had he the has deep moments one. like that where you're like, what on earth? Yeah, the deep one for the for the Vikings. So he definitely can be utilized. We saw flashes. Well, there was nobody within. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was a <laughs> basketball hard to miss. court guarding him on that play. I mean, he just burnt. I don't know what happened on that play. <laughs> yeah, he busted coverage. All right, he is fast, so we'll see. If Quez can go on his revenge tour, that he's saying he is doing the social media route, saying I'm gonna make y'all eat every word. Mm. That's what he said on Twitter. Let's All hope right. he's not going the Jalen Rager social media route because that got dark, got very dark. Um, next, we have backup cornerback. It's hey, really, really, really time out really quickly before you get there. What's up? I, you know, I'm not. I'm just here with the fucking microphone in front of me talking about this <laughs> football team. So like, I really don't matter for being honest. <laughs> My foot just started cramping. What's going on? <laughs> you get nervous? Cramped. What you about uh, to say? Yo, yo, take over. My foot's cramping. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I don't Let's even know what I'm going to say. I got to mute this. Yo, what did you do? I don't know what, what he's over there crying about, but we got back up cornerback next. Yo, he's going through it over there, red in the face. All right, I'm my good. God. I'm good. What were you about to say? What's the- I don't know. It must be the Lord or whoever you guys believe in. I won't go down <laughs> that road, but it's trying to tell me or warn me or something. Dude, that was the worst foot cramp I had in a while. I felt like my whole. You're about to say was- something off the fucking wall. And God was like, yeah, no, <laughs> Don't say that. Maybe yeah, I shouldn't. I guess, yeah, or maybe, maybe I just should. got punished for saying I'm just a guy with a microphone. Maybe I'm more. Maybe I can be more. All anyway. Right. All right. So. Like, this Eagles offense, like, um, I really don't have any complaints with it. Because I think it's, like, from a personnel standpoint, holy shit. And from, you know, a production standpoint and even scheme, I can't complain too much. Can't complain too much. But a part of me does wonder, like, man. Like, I don't know if, if it could be Quez. Maybe AJ Brown, or maybe they bring in somebody. But like, man, I, I'd gotta think with with all the different ways they can beat defenses. Like, 
There's got to be a gadget guy on the team, like what Jalen Regular was supposed to be. And maybe that could be Quez Watkins. Like, why can't Quez be that guy? Like, I'm just saying, maybe one or two times a game, the threat of a Quez Watkins end around sweep, get him in motion. Or maybe that's just not his game. Is that not Quez's game? Like, I don't I think, know. Didn't just, they try that in the Titans game? And then he literally got hurt and he played the rest of the season with the injury last year. <laughs> he got, oh, I didn't he, know that. He got so he's hurt. just not built for that he's well i mean he got tackled on, on a weird thing i remember at the end of the year afterwards he uh he got hurt and he said he suffered an ac joint sprain versus the titans after mm. the season was over so quez was playing through an injury for much of the year and it was on some triple triple jet motion end around it was some weird shit series Did he pick up good like yardage? An, i don't even remember this play i don't i don't i think he i think he got a first down i don't remember i think they did he didn't get tackled in the backfield but he got hurt on that play and his AC, his shoulder was hurt for the so rest he's of the, the year. one who should have been bulking up this offseason. This guy can't take any hits. Maybe he is. We all know. We don't know. All we know is know. the OTA clips the Eagles are giving us every day <laughs> trying to sell us that Quez Watkins is, is going to be okay. So that's all. That's all we got. I will say this. I know. My foot's you know, okay, by the way, for everybody listening. I'm all right. Oh, yeah. Glad, glad, glad you made it. <laughs> glad you made it. I know we don't want to limit Devontae. To the to the slot, but if he was strictly a slot receiver, my God, he would kill everybody. His ability to create separation and the footwork, he would eat everybody's lunch straight out of the slot. You would never in your life do it, but if you ever did, that shit, man. Get good luck to the nickel cornerbacks. And speaking of cornerbacks, well, well, oh, no, if Hopkins comes in here, it gets interesting. Uh, yeah, well, what? Don't get don't get used to that idea. <laughs> but um, uh, with cornerbacks, James Bradbury, Darius Slavante, Maddox are obviously entrenched as your top three guys. Uh, in the starting lineup moving forward. But beyond that, you know, you have Darius Slaves 32, Radbury, who's pushing 30 himself. If one of them get hurt, who's the next one up? Is it Zach McPherson, mm. who was named Special Teams Player of the Week last uh, last year after week one. Do you remember the play? Do you remember the play, why he was named that Special Teams Player of the Week? I'm going to try your memory here. It wasn't probably a turnover, don't. was it? No, it was. It was uh, so after the Lions scored and the Eagles were up 31-21 to 21 in the third quarter in the Lions game, they tried an onside kick, and Zach McPherson recovered it and saved that little scare we had just, you know, in week one when they were making that run to come back. Um, so McPherson uh, was pretty good on special teams, and then he's probably going to battle Greedy Williams. Maybe mm. Keely Ringo gets in the mix, but I doubt it. He'll probably be developmental in that regard. Uh, but Greedy Williams, 80 snaps as a rookie while making a career-high 12 starts. He missed the 2020 season with an injury, but in 2021, he had two interceptions and 41 combined tackles while making eight start so you got greedy you got zach mcpherson my guy zach mcpherson who i'm waiting to waiting for him to get his opportunity i think he can play but i am really intrigued with the prospect of greedy williams seeing what he can do he's also here on a one-year deal and i like what he brings to the table as well so what do you make of the cornerbacks you got a lot of them josh job eli ricks mario goodrich is still around you got a really crowded uh cb room now when once upon a time we were crying for 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 young depth there. Well, so how do you how what's your what's your perception of the cornerback room as of this moment? I feel like if there was any situation for Greedy Williams to figure out, who I was a big fan of coming out of college. By I the think way. we you all know, were. We saw that like name my, and we were hyped. You know, I like my long outside corners. You know what I mean? That's, mm-hmm. that's Eli. Formula. That's Eli Ricks for you. That man has fucking rubber band arms. That guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, this, that's the other it does worry me, man. Like I guess if you just look at the back end of the defense, there's there's like we talk about if one of the receivers goes down, I mean shit. If if one of these corners goes down, you don't feel great about it. And I'm not just saying for now, like we're talking about the future. At least like with the wide receivers, like AJ and Devontae, those guys are young. Yeah, yep. 
not even really in their prime yet, entering their prime, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, I, I will say there's only if, there's only one cornerback. I think last year he was like 32 and older who played significant snaps, and I think it was Patrick Peterson. And 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 the Eagles are looking at Darius Slay to kind of do that. Who mm. who we will say once again who was. Uh, how do I how do I put oh, it? Oh, be careful what you say. I don't I don't want to say decline, but he like slowed <laughs> up at the end of the year. He slowed up at the end of the season, was getting beat a little bit. So like Brad Bradbury was the better corner for the second half of the season, if you ask me. So yeah, it's, it's a good tough. problem to have if you're. Second it's very corner. good, and they and they still you know led the way for the number one pass defense in the NFL last year. So so we're we're just hoping they stay healthy. If not, I do like McPherson. I do like Greedy. We'll see how it shakes out in OTAs, and of course you have Keely Ringo in the mix was there as well so depth is never an issue let's just hope the top guys can stay healthy so that we don't have to see it well hold up right isn't away. Ringo a guy who could be moved around anyway like are we I mean, sure he's a corner yes well I am for now I mean I wouldn't move him to safety unless he fails I mean, my god Avante Maddox who's literally the de- definition of a slot corner was moved to safety at one point just yeah. think about that but I hate I hate the premise of let's move a good player to another position and hope he's he's a good player. Like just keep him at his position. Like I hate the whole well, who premise. Who said he's of, a good player? Who Avante? Oh, or, oh, I thought you were speaking for Ringo. The, okay, the people okay. that want to move Avante to safety. Like why would you move a guy yeah, that sells his position to another team? Nah, Ringo will see. He he projects well to safety. He has the he has the traits for it. But I wouldn't go right away and say, hey, go to safety since we need depth there. I don't think that's the way uh, you go about. They still got Kayvon hanging around, so we'll see if he makes it through camp as well. Um, right guard. We all know we we've spoken about this. A uh, number of times, Cam Jurgens will get his first look next to Lane Johnson, see how that goes at right guard. Tyler Steen, the second-round pick, played both tackle spots in college, and then uh, he also has the versatility to play guard as well. He allowed just two sacks and 498 pass-blocking snaps last season, and will be nice competition for Jurgens at right guard. So nothing really of note there. We we know that's more something you have to watch than can, than can really talk about something you're going to have to see. Last position battle, the most exciting one, in my opinion, punter. Because Arn Sipos was another one that contributed to that Super Bowl loss that, like, Darius Tony returned that shit for a million yards and shanked uh, another one, I believe. So, undrafted free agent Ty Zettner is now brought in here. He averaged 44.5 yards per attempt last year and was a semifinalist for the Ray Guy Award, which is the award for the nation's top punter in 2022. And he also converted right. on every PAT attempt, or every point attempt, rather, and every field goal attempt last season. So he's also some insurance at place kicker if Jake Elliott goes down for for whatever reason. So I'm all I'm down for a punter competition. I think <laughs> the if you watched Arn Sipos in the Super Bowl, or really at any point in the season last year, you know that the Eagles could definitely benefit from competition at that spot. So happy to uh see that see that there. Steven, you excited about the punter competition? That's where the real story is this summer. Forget <laughs> everything else. <laughs> I mean, We're watching that right. punter battle. <laughs> you might be right. I mean I was just sitting here as you were talking about that moment from the Super Bowl. You know what it reminded me of? I saw you close your eyes in in despair. Yeah, (laughs) it doesn't get talked about enough, that moment in the Super Bowl. That definitely hurt us. Um, uh, What year was that? The year we got to the playoffs with Chip Kelly, Nick Foles is a QB. We played the Saints at home. Mm -hmm. And if you recall, Nick Foles had a scoring drive, I believe, that might have given us the lead or a tie, either Mm -hmm. or. Mm -hmm. And uh, hmm, a special teams play. A kick return put the Saints in fantastic field goal position. Yeah. And all they had to do was march down, and I believe it might have been a field goal to win the game and end our season. Yep. Special teams matters is what I'm saying. It so does. That's, it does. I know I'm sitting here rolling my football. eyes, but hey, I, I, I am glad. 
I am glad they are putting the heat and they should put the fire on Aaron Sipass, all right? Or Sipo, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, it was Sipass. You were right the you were right the first time. And essentially, like now we got the fair catch rule, but it's kickoffs where if you catch it, uh, you know, instead of because now teams are intentionally kicking the ball short of the end zone to teams that are weak at returning punts. Like they were kicking the ball to Britton Covey or whoever was returning kicks at the time short of the goal line because they were like, why give him a touchback when we can just tackle him before the 25 yard line? Cause they <laughs> suck. So that was, that, that was definitely contributing to that. But yeah, punter competition is very good. Sip boss has been asked for a little bit now. Uh, so I'm down for any other bodies they bring in here. So that, yeah, that brings up, that wraps up about all the seven position battles. We'll have a, well, I will, I don't know if Steven's going to be watching as closely as I will, but we, we are going to pay attention to throughout this summer. Appreciate you guys for tuning into this episode of the Philly pod brought to you by the Liberty Be sure to follow on all uh, pod platforms, wherever you get your shows, Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your shows, leave those reviews, rate five stars. If you enjoy this podcast, you can follow me, Victor Williams on all social media platforms at the Philly pod. Do the same for Steven where they can find you, buddy. Steven Conrad Jr. on all socials, uh, Instagram, TikTok. If you like some of the crazy shit I say on here, you can find me. He does say a lot. On those platforms. Uh, But definitely, definitely check out our uh, Liberty Line YouTube channel, the Philly Sports uh, centered YouTube channel. Obviously, we have our clips over there. You guys are Eagles fans, but I'd imagine you're fans of. Right, the other teams as much. Are we as they excited hurt. about Nick Nurse? Hey, Nick Nurse. I am high for that. Was the I'm guy hyped as hell. Let's go, yeah. Fred Van Vliet time. Is Fred coming? Yeah. Give me Fred. Uh, give me OG. I want OG. Oh, OG. Yes, I'll take OG and Anobi. Hell yeah, give me a wing for God's sake. Thank you guys for listening. We will come back here uh, in a couple of days. We'll talk about some linebackers that could potentially help the Eagles, and we'll also talk about. Um, some other stuff, whatever else is going on. We'll be sure to keep you guys educated throughout the offseason leading up to the 2023 NFL season. Until next one, guys, we will catch y'all. Peace out from the Philly Pod. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.